In this episode of the Business of E-Commerce, I talk with Jamie Davison about the road to a $100 million a year Amazon seller. This is the Business of E-Commerce, episode 39. Welcome to the Business of E-Commerce, the show that helps e-commerce retailers start, launch, and grow the e-commerce business. I'm your host, Charles Pulaski. I'm here today with Jamie Davison. I'm talking with Jamie about his experience starting and growing the Amazon business up to $100 million a year. So hey, Jamie, how are you doing today? I'm doing great, Charles. Appreciate you having me on. Yeah, thank you very much for coming on. Definitely um, talked to the few folks about Amazon, and it seems like that's one of the the quick, quickest ways to kind of ramp up a, a very large-scale e-commerce business. It, um, I hear a lot of good things. So what do you are you mainly working on FBA? Or can you tell me a little bit about what you're doing? Yeah, we, we put almost almost close to 100% of all of our focus towards Amazon and towards FBA. Uh, it's not to say all of our business, we do have a, uh, a decent, about 10% of our business that does exist off of FBA. And we also have a um, percentage of the business that works on other platforms as well too, like walmart.com and our own website. But in terms of what we focus on and what we really put most of our, as an organization and company and where we, focus to grow it's really uh, through amazon fba and that's where we've seen uh you know our our largest growth okay so then about how long have you been doing this for let's kind of yeah since since uh, around 2011 as when uh, we first began and began working with amazon it just kind of began in e-commerce in general yeah i mean really with amazon then i mean before then and i've, I've got two business partners jason and brad we're all here in atlanta uh we talked about jason was probably he was Going a little bit in retail arbitrage before that and going out on Black Friday, purchasing goods and reselling them back, you know, 2009, 2010. So beforehand, but in terms of really focusing on the business of e-commerce, really 2011. Okay. So that's when you really got into e-commerce and started going to FBA at that point or was that still early on? Uh, yeah, no, not FBA then because it didn't, uh, it wasn't available yep. back then. Oh, yeah. So <laughs> we, we got, we got going just straight from, so Jason and I were next door neighbors and uh, we really began out of uh, out of his garage with a uh, a lot of cell phone case inventory sitting there. <laughs> I feel like that's the way a lot of people got started back in those days. Cell phone cell phone cases and accessories. People were just like buying them like gangbusters. I think a lot of eBay type stuff. Um, that was eBay was kind of the big thing then, right? Yeah, yep. yeah, that's that's uh, absolutely okay. So then, how did you? So today you're doing 100 million plus somewhere in that. Yeah, I mean, last year we did like over seventy-five, a little over seventy-five million. But this year we're uh, we're gonna blow past a hundred. This year we've got a uh, we launched some new brands, but primarily we've always had two two primary brands that account account for the large percentage of our revenue, but uh, with lots of SKUs within those brands. But uh, yeah, so we're growing really quick this year, and uh, yeah, we're on pace to go by well past a hundred million this year. Okay, so can you explain a little bit about what you're doing? Because when people say FBA selling Amazon, there's a lot of different things that could like. And you mentioned retail arbitrage, and everyone kind of has their like own version of like what, like how they even define that. So, what is job process? What are you actually doing to get to that? Yeah, yeah, sure, great, great point to <laughs> take a step back. So yeah, take a step back because it's funny. Everyone says like drop shipping or Amazon or all these terms, and then you start digging into it, and you're like, we're not even talking about the same thing. So yeah, yeah, true. So. Yeah, so for us, uh, or you know, in terms of fulfillment by Amazon, what we do is 
we happen to have, we do have a warehouse. We have a 25,000 square foot warehouse here in Atlanta. Um, and we, but the purpose of that warehouse is really we stage product there before we ship it to all the Amazon warehouses. We also fulfill the orders that are not focused on it, uh, fulfilled by Amazon. So we have orders from our own website, these other e-commerce sites. Uh, sometimes if people on amazon.com order things internationally and we fulfill them directly, but that's all us. It looks, you know, it is large, the warehouse and lots of product, but you really can't um, understand, or it's hard to visualize how big, how much of our product is, is actually at Amazon because so Amazon has you know, numerous warehouses across the country. And, you know, for those that don't know, FBA stands for filled by Amazon, where Amazon essentially handles everything for you. They, you know, we ship, the, they tell us where to ship the goods, which warehouses. So they, they store them, they, they manage the inventory. They're going to fulfill the orders. When the orders come through, they're going to handle all customer service related issues to, to that order and as well as any returns uh, for that. And then they also offer, as most people are familiar with Amazon Prime, so when you're shipping fulfilled by Amazon, you know, they handle it. And so usually when the customer can buy it, they, they are offered Amazon Prime, which they can get it, you know, at least two day shipping, sometimes faster. And Amazon will kind of will space your inventory around the country. Uh, they'll kind of strategically place it in different parts, you know, the East Coast, West Coast, wherever it needs to be. So they can get to the goods to the customer as quickly as possible. Um, so, yeah, so that really helps. You know, when we started selling FBA, it really helps. The ability to scale the business because you know if you have the right product and i'm sure we'll talk some more about this stuff but just the ability if you know if you get some things right a big part of it in terms of how to actually source and execute is was handled for you and it it helps a ton just you know amazon has all these uh, criteria and things you have to do right as a seller to maintain certain status as a as a seller and the nice thing when amazon fba when they're handling so much of it you're pretty much assured that your your seller stats can be really good in all those areas because Amazon, which is fantastic, in making sure they fulfill all the orders, so forth. So, so yeah, there's a lot of benefits we can. I'm sure we'll probably touch on some other things around it, but you know, Amazon FBA for us has been huge for us to scale from, you know, uh, probably a few million dollar business all the way to where we're at today. Hmm. Yeah, it's one of those things. They, uh, you know, things that get in back like the tracking data, um, things like that. You have to do it in a certain time frame and by outsourcing the logistics to them, it's now their responsibility. Uh, so they, you know, they can't ding you if it's yeah. their responsibility to do. So that helps. Exactly, exactly. Like we've had times, let's say like in Canada, we have Amazon, you can sell in different countries. That's the other beauty of, you know, the FBA, you can scale to other countries, but we're, but at times we've, when we've handled it ourselves, you've just got to be on top of everything. And whether, you know, it could be because in our case, it's usually because we have so much going on that we've had slippage and we've had, um, you know, if there's an issue with a return or something and you're not on it, you can really get dinged and you can, you know, you run the risk of, of being penalized by Amazon or even, you know, being kind of suspended temporarily for them until you, until you fix the issues. Yep. Okay. So when you say you're using the, uh, Atlanta warehouse for staging, where are the products coming in from? Is it domestic or international? Yeah, for us, it's all, it's all international. So we're primarily in the wireless cell phone accessory space, which is really competitive on Amazon. We have a team in uh, Shenzhen, China. So we have about, we have a large team now, given the size of our business, we have about 200 people over there. Uh, and that's just in our, in our business offices, not warehouse or anything. And then we have manufacturers that we have long, longer relationships with in terms of 
our products. And uh, we have one factory that we are, uh, we have a joint venture with that we own partly, but, uh, but again, we use multiple manufacturers. So all that, yeah, is being shipped over from China and often it's going right to Amazon. So it's not like it, um, doesn't always come to us here in Atlanta. A lot of times it's going right to, it just depends on the, uh, the inventory needs and, and where we're at with things and, uh, you know, where we, where we sh ship stuff. But a lot of times we're going directly to the Amazon warehouses. Wow. So you start a lot there. So you sort of a, a joint venture with a factory in China. What is, what is that like? I feel like that's a very, uh, advanced move though. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was interesting, you know, because of the amount of, you know, cell phone cases that we produce, there was a oh, bit so of an so, opportunity. We so this was, so I didn't even ask about the product. So cell phone cases kept going from 2011, just. Oh yeah. Yeah. So we're one of the largest sellers on Amazon. We're, you know, when we meet with Amazon, we're the number one or number two, um, sellers on Amazon for in the cell phone accessory space, which is, uh, it's a very competitive category. It's, 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 uh, it's the the most competitive. Yeah, I, I feel like yes. I feel like like I said that a lot of people got started there in 2011, but it sounds like you guys just stepped on the gas and kept it going. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, we kept going. We we basically acquired another small at the time we were both small, another small brand. A couple years in, we merged. Um, that's why we have two brands that are both really within the cell phone space. They're both similar, and they both you know we've grown both of them. But, um, but yeah, so within the space, you know, we, you know, we're definitely one of the uh, largest players in that space. And uh, yeah, that's what we're primarily with. Now we've, we've added some you know, new categories and products just really just in the last two years, pr primarily, and we're still in the early stages relative to, our, you know, to our cell phone accessories and growing. But uh, yeah, no, so we've kind of gone all in there and, and, you know, I'm sure, like I said, we can talk a little bit more about the specifics around it, but uh, but yeah, that's that's what our focus is really to sell through there and primarily through through Amazon. But the but yeah, the manufacturer was you know it was an opportunity where it was a it's one of those opportunities that came up where they were struggling a little bit financially in terms of uh, you know, who they're fulfilling orders, you know the amount of demand they had, and we had a, a need. And, you know we had built in demand, we knew what much we need, so we could position them as hey, you know we need. If we do a deal here, you know, we can kind of guarantee X amount of orders because we know it down. So even though still we, we still rely on our other manufacturers, uh, we only because it's a, you know, relatively small, smaller factory. But we uh, but it helps, you know, on our end. And it's it's kind of one of those win win situations because, um, you know, they do a good job with us. And then, you know, we know we're going to have the demand for it. So we uh, yeah make some cell phone cases there. Hmm. OK. That's uh, that's not that's not a movie you hear about very often. So I like that. It's a. <laughs> what are the, now? Can you are you okay to disclose the two brands, or is that something you don't talk about? Uh, yeah, it's fine. Yeah, for us, it's uh, like we don't go out of our way to disclose it, but we don't have a problem either way. It's called uh, I Blazon. So if you look at I dash B L A S O N. Is that E Y E or, or just I, letter I? Uh, just I I yeah B L A S O N, and. Uh, and there's also subcase, which is just SUP case, okay. so one word as well. So those are the two ones you'll see us kind of all over, all over Amazon, and uh, it's a big one. We have some, you know, again, we have some other brands from other products that are smaller, and uh, ho hopefully they'll they'll be growing into uh, good size like we have our our cell phone accessory brands. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So you place these big orders in China. I'm assuming these have got larger over time, obviously, right? Um, come over here in Atlanta, 
ship them into FBA and then kind of distribute them from there, right? That's kind of the, that's the basics of what we're talking about. And then you, but you sell some on Walmart, some on your own site. So you have some other. Some eBay. Yeah. There's, there's we have a bunch of, we have like 20 different channels. I mean, there's a bunch of other sites, but they're, we have one person that manages, uh, kind of the sales of all that. And then we have logistics teams, both in China and in the U S here to help, help coordinate it all. Okay. What's the percentage you'd say from Amazon versus the everything? What's the, Amazon, what's the, Amazon versus non-Amazon sales. Yeah. So what's the percentage you're asking? Like, what's the margins? Is that? No, no, no. What's, what's the, um, I mean, if you want to talk about the margin, that's fine. But I, I was more thinking, what's the, uh, what's the pie on how much of the pie is Amazon versus how much of the pie is everything else? Yeah, sure. So Amazon for, if you're selling via FBA or not FBA, if you're just selling on Amazon, Amazon takes 15% of the selling cost for just for the marketing fee. Yep. All right. So that's just, it doesn't matter what, you know, what, whether you're fulfilling it yourself or there. So they're going to take 15% of what you sell it for. And then, uh, and then from there, they're going to have, if you're selling FBA, then they're going to have their fulfillment fee. And that depends on the, the size and the weight of what they're doing. There is, you can go to, you can just do a Google search, whatever you can go to Amazon FBA calculator. There's also Chrome extensions where any product on Amazon, it will automatically tell you which, what that fee is for that product. So, you know, that may be, again, it may be, you know, if you're selling an item for, let's say $20 on Amazon. Uh, so that's what three, $3 for a marketing fee. You may have another, uh, you know, you may have another $6 in fees for fulfillment. So you may take it down to, you know, $11. And then, you know, at Amazon platform, you've got their PPC, their, their pay-per-click marketing platform, um, or you may spend money somewhere else to drive traffic to Amazon. So that, you know, then you have a marketing fee, you got to back out. And then you still got to accommodate for your cost of your goods and your shipping costs, et cetera. So that kind of, you know, works your way backwards. That's to, towards your margin. But essentially, you know, that first chunk is, you know, the Amazon piece, and, you know, you want to make sure, of course, you pick a product and you got to get that model right to make sure there's room for those fees. Um, of course, if you fulfill it yourself, you don't have to pay those fees. Um, but the trade-off is that, you know, you got to you got to fulfill it yourself. And, you know, depending how, how good you're at it and it's a little bit more difficult to scale. Uh, and there's, you know, Amazon does reward naturally. They're incentivizing people to use uh, FBA. So they're going to have, you know, some preferential treatment for those listings that are, uh, Amazon FBA, including the, the Amazon prime two day shipping as well too. Yep. Now you said picking a product. If someone's listening right now and they're thinking, this is great, you know, this is something I'd love to do, but obviously, you know, okay, now it's 2018, someone trying to catch up, someone saying, Hey, I'll do cell phone cases might not be the best idea. And like starting out, you know, <laughs> that was probably a great thing to start, you know, 2011, but now 2018, they're probably not going to catch up. It's going to be, it's a, um, a tough competitive landscape. So unless you've already, you know, scaled up to 70 plus million, they're probably not able to catch you at this point. So they're going to have to find some other market, some other product category um, and say, okay, you know, the big guys like yourself aren't there yet. People aren't really looking at this. Um, what would you recommend people do to start saying, Hey, I, I want to do what you did, but I just can't, I just can't follow down the path. I can't do cell phone cases in 2018. What do I do? In, what do I do now? <laughs> Yeah, great, great question, Charles. And and you describe it. Yeah, and I agree with agree with all the components of the question too, which is you know sometimes people ask it because we do coaching and and mentorship with 
uh, and offer some services with our with our Amazon business now too. And people say, oh, why would you want to you know help people out with it? And aren't you worried about competition and so forth? And, and we are worried about the competition, but not from people that were teaching or people listening. Just just to your point, I mean, we have big competitors already. And, you know, the competition is kind of brutal in this big space because there's lots of money at stake. Uh, but as you describe in your question, that, uh, that business, you could get into it, but it would require a lot of capital to get into it because you've got to compete with fairly big brands, right? So um, ourselves, company like Anchor, there's some, you know, just big players in the space. Uh, Speedgen is another big provider in the space. So, I mean, you're going to go against, in this case, you're going to have to, go in and spend a lot of money. If you're going to go out and spend a few thousand dollars on cell phone cases and go at it, you're going to think Amazon doesn't work and there's not a good opportunity because you're going to just, uh, you know, most likely you're, you're not going to succeed unless, unless you have something really creative or unique to add to the space, right? Which is, which, you know, it's pretty tough because we're put, we have 2000 SKUs and we've got a design team and we've got, you know, all these resources, but you know, it could happen if someone came up with something unique and you've got it great. Like you've got this great idea that fits, but it's really, that's not really, you know, the point, it's not really that important. You don't need to sell. I mean, there's, you know, you think about what you, you buy on Amazon. It's like, well, you know, as a consumer, you buy anything on Amazon, right? So there's so many things you can look at and there's always new things, right? I mean, 10 years ago, well, shoot. I mean, the, the iPhone came out, I think in 2007, right? So, that, I mean, there wasn't even, you know, cell phone cases didn't even exist before, uh, you know, 11 years ago or something, right? So the industry didn't even emerge. And so there are still new, first of all, there's new industries emerging just with, uh, you know, the growth of technology and everything else. Um, that's one thing, but, it, but you know, really what you're kind of doing is looking at what we teach people is to define spots. You say there's riches and niches and, you know, to find things that are, there's opportunity that there is demand for. We don't, we don't recommend people try to go on Amazon and create a market because there's, you know, massive, so much of, you know, I think all of half of e-commerce searches start on Amazon. And with that there, that kind of tells you, that data kind of tells you, okay, this is what people are interested in. And let, again, unless it's something like, you know, is really up and coming or it's an emerging market, you basically can find things that, you know, are, are maybe still growing, but they're early stages and it's smaller right now, but it's an opportunity where you can get in there and compete and do all the same things we did. Now you're not going to grow it to a $20 million business right away. But, you know, you can easily hit uh, six figures in the course of a year once you get it. And then from there, once you get to six figures on Amazon, we view it as like, geez, you can add a zero to it because the ability to 10x, you know, a business on Amazon is is very doable. I mean, it definitely takes some time. It's not like you just throw stuff up there and you're, you you make some money. But if you really treat it like a real business, you find a product where you feel, you know, what I always talk about is you need to really look to add some kind of value to the marketplace. So it could be small feature like the color or the, or the type, but, um, it just could, it could be, you know, that how you put together products. It could be two products that are, that make sense to go together. Like let's say it's swim goggles and a swim cap and you put them together as a bundle and other people really aren't offering that. There's lots of ways to think about it, but you know, at its core, you just can't, you got to think about, uh, whatever you're doing and how you're adding some value to the, you know, to the marketplace that, you know, customers going to buy as opposed to purely throwing things off. But I mean, there's a lot more to it in terms of nowadays, there's a lot more tools than we began, but you know, there's more competition, but there's a lot of tools out there that you can help, you know, really research good products and get a good sense of what the demand and the, um, you know, what, what the demand of it is and, you know, how much competition there is for that product with that demand. So ideally, you know, you're looking for, 
Um, you know, in a perfect world, of course, high demand with with low competition. You know, realistically, you'll probably find you can find lots of things with medium demand and low competition. And you know, along those lines, those are the type of things you want to target. Okay. So yeah, because you're hoping that you're going to find something that's same thing early on the cell phone cases. They were in 2011, more people were just getting cell phones. So either way, it you know, the, the pie itself was getting larger every year, just more cell phones, more people needed cases, the people that bought the cell phones in you know, 2007, broke their case, replaced it. So just like more people needed them. So the market itself was growing. So the demand was also just, you know, the rising tide was raising all the ships at the same time. And then plus you guys became a player in that. So it moved you up. Yeah, yeah, and most people don't. I mean, you know, we have a large company, so we, you know, now we have 200, 200 in China. We've got another f about close to 40 here in Atlanta. So it's become kind of, you know, we have a large payroll and all that stuff. Most people that we're working with aren't necessarily trying to build that. Um, matter of fact, the numbers are probably, it's almost, you know, it doesn't even, it, it means more probably to say someone's doing 5 million on Amazon or 10 million because that seems more uh, attainable. The reality is, you know, you know it's, it's, there will be, plenty of new businesses that grow into big companies. Um, there's kind of a separate set of skills that take over to get from like, you know, 20 million to hundred million. But, but, you know, what we're talking about in terms of the early stages, you know, it's, you don't need something, you know, you don't need to have the, you know, the perfect storm of, you know, iPhones being invented to get yep. there. I mean, there's lots of things out there that people are doing really well. We see, we had a, I was in New Mexico last week helping a, a young CEO, 25 year old, he runs this company called Lady Boss. And, they do four million a month selling supplements, pretty much. Uh, not on Amazon, off of Amazon, but they. He got onto Amazon. He was doing about. He's doing about three hundred thousand a month, and we're out. And he really doesn't even know what he's doing that much. We went through everything, but because he has a a strong brand, he has you know they have a bit of a name there. They have a really strong following, that you know. And that's a really competitive space too. Like I don't, I wouldn't recommend people going into. Yeah, that's probably the second most competitive space. Su supplements, beauty products, those are all. Those yeah. are the the bloodbath of Amazon, right? Yeah, a lot, a lot. But in his case, he's got a really big following already. So that's like the unique situation why he can get in there and, and do well. Uh, we've got a guy, uh, and I'm not a beauty product expert or anything. There's a guy. I know we have a one of our students does about two hundred thousand a month on. Uh, in, he sources products from Korea. I think in the the beauty space. So it's. Um, you know, we see, we learn. I guess the point is that we learn people all the time. We just do this one thing, but people sometimes get fixated on like, oh, that product. But if you know, we brought on a bunch of us on here, or if I talked about it, there's so many people that do you know totally different industries and products, but the methodology and the kind of the strategy is the same in terms of leveraging Amazon and you know FBA and how you rank products and this that and the other because all that's the same. It just differs by um, you know the category and the opportunity and the competition level. And like I said, if you want to go into something more competitive, you can. Like uh, again, there's there's more money you can grow faster. But just realize, typically that's going to take more capital, as I mentioned. And sometimes you may, in that scenario, you may want to like partner with some people and, and potentially pool some investment because you know you're gonna you're gonna have to spend a little more money up front on the marketing and to to really penetrate you know that market as opposed to you know all the categories where there's there's less competition. What's kind of the minimum you would say investment? Let's say somebody. They've never done this. They just want to get into it, try something. What's kind of the minimum bar to entry right now? And this is, we're not talking supplements. We're talking just general, um, you know, pro products with some unique niche that, you know, no one, it's very low competition. Yep. 
Yeah, so typically it would be you're talking at least a couple thousand dollars, so probably you know three thousand dollars to you know five thousand dollars. What what I would typically say is that whatever amount you invest in your inventory, so let's say you put in two thousand dollars, I would do that amount times two point five. Be my general thing about the, about the amount of money you should have. So if you have two thousand, if you two and a half and exit, that's around five k. Just because you're gonna have things like you know your shipping cost as a as, as you're familiar with, of course, and then, you know, things like your marketing of your product early on, like, you know, on Amazon, you can, you know, they'll deduct the, the marketing costs from your sales, which is fine. But, um, you know, initially that first stage, there's a bunch of things we're doing right as we launched the product to spike the Amazon algorithm to, to get your sales, to get your product on page one. But, you know, through that period, it's, I describe it a little bit like if you were doing a grand opening for a brick and mortar store, you know, when you're first opening, you're, discounting things a lot you're giving away products you're doing like you know you may have a big cake and it's you know may have the chamber of commerce at your local event i mean that's essentially what you're trying to replicate with your product online you're trying to do a you know a, a launch and you're going to try to compete and you want to make some noise so you're going to do some things that are you know in the short term aren't necessarily profitable they're really kind of investments into the growth of that product and then you get up there so you know the other thing i, I do say along that is you know we don't spend crazy money when we're going into products for the first time ourselves and I know, you know, Charles, you and I were talking a little bit before around there's different ways you could test products. Right. But uh, I mean, the same thing is, you know, we don't we don't like to waste money either. So we're not going to go out and spend 20 grand on a new product and think, oh, yeah, you know, we're just going to you know, we think this is going to work. But it's not, you know, even though we're really experienced at this and how we go about things still, you know, we don't we're not successful with products 100 percent of the time. Um, you know, ultimately, you need to see how the market respond, the market responds or the competition relative to your product. So we you know, we go in. Um, you know, test it. We try to do a lot of homework up front to make, you know, to really be smart with it. But, you know, ultimately see it. Now we'll have more winners than, than losers, the product um, by a pretty good percentage. But even so, you know, again, we're not, uh, until we get to like the second order or third order, we're not going to scale up the investment into that product until we see, you know, we see that excelling well. So how much would you typically, so actually testing products is probably an interesting thing to talk about, right? Because a lot of people, like you said, it's hard to relate to say, yeah, we're doing 20 million here, 10 million of this. Like, those are numbers most people can't wrap. Like, you know, there's very unrelatable numbers. And having 200 people in China, like you said, it's <laughs> it's just very hard to picture. You know, if you're, you know, the dude in the garage right now, and you're, you know, selling a few products here and there, and you have your $5,000, it's tough to relate. But when you're saying you're testing products, that's probably a little more of something people can walk through and say, okay, let's follow that same process. So what's that, what's that process look like? And how much... So you said less than twenty thousand. So you're talking five, ten thousand, let's say per product. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it'll be, uh, you know, and and it's you know, our process isn't you know, dialed in for new products. It's not like it's it's perfect or anything. But what we'll, we'll do, let's say we take something in like the fitness category, right? We sell in pet supplies, right? So these are under we we put those under different brand names, right? So um, and Amazon loves brands nowadays too. So if, you know, I do recommend. You know, some people just kind of do a thousand different products and all different brands, all under one or um, all it could be all under one brand name. But what we like to do is build out brands. Like we said, we have our two big brands and then, you know, fitness, we have a brand name for it. Pets, we've got a brand name. And Amazon does give you, uh, as you get that, uh, the brand approved or trademarked, they give you special access in terms of additional photos you can do, uh, dis different marketing tools you get than people that don't have brands. Uh, and Amazon feels better because they're not going to get sued or have issues by, 
you know, someone claiming they own the brand because this person's not trademark, et cetera. So anyways, more and more, I'm a big like brand person when I talk and teach about the business. Uh, so yeah, we'll pick under brands. So let's just take the fitness category. You know, we've got some products that we've got a, you know, a handful of different products that we want to put together under that brand. We like to have related products because on Amazon, when you're shopping on it, you know, say people that bought this item also bought this other item, um, or it will say, you know, show a different, different things or different ads that people are running for related products. So you want, you know, the more that your products can show up there, you know, the better, cause you can kind of kill two birds with one stone. But, you know, along those lines, you know, we will spend, um, you know, further, we do the research using the software tools. Yeah. So um, what's, our, one, what's that research look like? So first product, you don't even, yep. let's just say you don't even have a product, you have zero products and you're thinking, I want to do something in fitness. I just have no idea. Am I selling? yoga equipment or kettlebells or, you know, what does that first decision look like? Yes. The first thing is, 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 and this is where we start, you know, when we're working with, with people, cause a lot of people, most of the people we work with have not sold, uh, on Amazon before, but they have a good work ethic and they, you know, have an entrepreneurial spirit. So it's like, uh, you know, they, they, and there's nothing, there's not one thing that's so complex, right? I mean, with this business that can do, it's just lots of little things and lots of, you know, Amazon's kind of a beast in terms of how it works. And yeah, that, that's a good point with this. None of, none of it's like hard. There's a lot of things like, but no one thing is actually particularly like, oh, well, you know, you have to have a PhD and so it's just, <laughs> totally. yeah, you seem yeah. to know a lot of things like ranging from logistics to sourcing to advertising. There's just so many different components that have nothing to do with one another. You know, the skill set for like logistics and advertising have literally nothing to do with one another, but you need to be good <laughs> at both. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, and again, the good thing is, you know, in Amazon's case, they take a lot of it, you know, they make a lot of it um, easier, they can reduce it, but you still need to, even even if they're handling it for you, you still need to know enough to, to understand what you need to follow up, what you need to look at. But uh, yeah, so where we start with nowadays, and, and now we have a team that does this, and we'll go, I'll go look at this, or if you're over my house, and sometimes I have buddies, that are like, oh, I want to, how do I do this? And so we'll just pull up Amazon and we'll take a look. But really the tools, there's a couple of major companies. There's one, uh, amzproductspotter.com is our link to uh, to Jungle Scout. So Jungle Scout's one of the major players. The software tool, which is mostly product research. Uh, there's a couple of major companies and they each have different, um, you know, they're kind of competing with each other, right? So it's kind of personal preference what you prefer, but they were probably one of the first ones. They have a really cool Chrome extension that you overlays on Amazon. So any product you go to on Amazon or any keyword of all the products, you hit that and they'll show you all the estimated sales per month for all the products on that page. It will tell you whether it thinks the, what we talked about earlier about the demand, the, uh, the demand and competition. So it'll say, Oh, this is high demand, high competition, or, you know, high demand, low competition. And they also have filter tools that you can look for, you know, all different type of things and categories and everything you could imagine. They do that. Um, there's a company viral launch that, we use extensively for launching our product, but also they have a uh, they have their tool as far as researching product. Uh, there's all these other things like you know key, all the keywords you got to find. You're going to list your product with, but you know Viral Launch is really really great as well too. Um, so th those are the two big ones. Actually, Viral Launch. I think we have it. If you go to like ViralLaunchDiscount.com, I think it gets you like 30% off on uh, on any of their tools. But those those are the two best ones because also the founders of those companies. Uh, Greg Mercer of, of Jungle Scout and Casey Gauss is like a rock star CEO of Viral Launch. We uh, we trust those guys a lot, and they're very data driven tools. And uh, you know, 
it helps. Now it's a plus and minus. Back in the beginning, those tools didn't exist, but you know now these tools exist, so it means more people have access to, to try to use these tools. So you know you you got to be uh, you know just be careful not to go anything that's as we talked about earlier, you know, with too much competition because you know it's just going to be going to be tougher. But you can work your way up, like I said, that you get to that down the road. But initially, you know, you want to find categories. I'd say using those, it doesn't have to be those tools. So we have a gal that, uh, again, we coach, she's out of New Zealand. She called us up, said she wanted the coaching, but she already sold her business for a million bucks a couple of years ago. And I was thinking, all right, what do you want? You know, what, what, what do you think we can help you with? And her point was, well, she's really good at product selection. Like she's in New Zealand. She has, she goes to Thailand and she goes to uh, Vietnam. And I think she sold her business with the first business was a tea business. And now she's looking at like Alp, uh, alpaca is something from alpaca you know this wool from alpaca she's using it's like wow that's like stuff i never would have thought of it probably doesn't show up on one of these tools um and what she wanted help with was all the other stuff we do in terms of you know ranking the product and everything but the uh the point is like wow there's a big world out there um you know so in addition to the tools sometimes you have like a you know a connection or a friend or a family member like someone reached out to me was like hey i've got my sister-in-law's in mexico with these you know really cool shoes and you know, if you do the research, you can do the research, see if there's a market for it, uh, you know, then you can, um, you know, anywhere from, you know, just go with what the tools show you and you can go source the product out of China, or if you have some unique angle, uh, to a product and we get this a lot, I get buddies all the time coming to me with me, like this guy does this product and you could help. And, you know, there's, there's all sorts of ways you can potentially get at, but you can just verify it. And then, you know, then you can test it with doing some, you know, initial order and see, see how well you sell the product. So, a lot then it sounds like basically starting off is just th start generating ideas. Basically just do this like brainstorming session where you're using these tools, you're just checking your, you know, hey, let's sell supplements and you realize, okay, bad idea. And then <laughs> and then you just kind of go through and you, let's sell, you know, let's look down the alpaca wall and go, oh wow, there's not many people, you know, with alpaca, alpaca, alpaca products, I'm not even saying it right, on Amazon, that's just not a thing. Um, maybe we can compete there, maybe for, you know, few thousand dollars we can get into this test the market and you know you find this it's just coming up with ideas and really just brainstorming and looking and realizing that you're not going to sell yoga balls like there's just too many of them on on there already you can't compete but you might find this little stretching tool for yogis that people also want it but there's only three sellers and try to find products like that and then then from there once you find that what's kind of step two of okay now i I have the product, I have an idea, I see there's three other people selling it online, um, but I want to sell it too. What do I, what do I do? Yep. Yeah. And this is where I think I'd say my advice probably differs from a little bit more than what I would typically, what I've seen in the last few years. Some people would say, Hey, just find that product and go work to sell like 10 to 15 of those per day and then go on to the next product, the next product, next product. Um, you know, what I would say is before I go to the next step, I would kind of say, Hey, is this product, can I see this product? as something I could build a little bit of a, a brand around and building a brand is nothing all, literally on Amazon. You put the name on it. Uh, but really whatever the, I always say what that brand name is, doesn't matter. Um, in terms of how cool it is, it can be like the lamest name in the world. But what does matter is that you want to, you need a name that you can trademark. And so you can go to like us, uh, uspto.gov, you know, do a free search to make sure, um, ultimately you can get things like legal zoom or a, a you know, a local attorney, whoever, someone helps with trademark to help, research it um you can do a basic research <laughs> i like how you, you said know, the name doesn't matter that's one of those things people get so like hung up on and, yeah yeah 
I always, so, right, yeah. Yeah, it's one of the, like people are like, yeah, I've been working on the name for like a month. I'm like, okay, that's okay. <laughs> we can we we can do that in like an hour. Just the the name is totally one of those exactly. Things. I it's, mean, it's binary, right? It's either not good or acceptable. There's no like. It can't be like yeah, really long. I mean, yeah. Yeah. When you search on Amazon too, if you see like, I mean, I'm just using Amazon because this is what the product will be. If you search on Amazon, like on your phone, right, you get on there and you're like, I, I want, you know, I want a grill cover and you go to grill covers and you're like, okay, this picture looks good. Um, the price looks good. There's like X number of reviews. So it looks like it's a legitimate, um, boom. You're not like, oh wait, it's called uh, you know, Z Y F <laughs> brand. I don't, you know, it's, there's very few products that, uh, that really matter. Because, uh, you know, there's all these private label brands, unless it's something like, you know, you're looking for Nike socks or, you know, I want the Disney blah, blah, blah. So unless you're like a billion dollar brand, it really, really doesn't matter. But, and you know, over time, like our brands. Hopefully the name know, we just have matches some- up with what you're buying, right? If, it, if you're looking for a grill cover and there's something with grills in the name, you start to say, okay, we're, we're doing, we're at least down the right path. Um, but it doesn't need to be the, the perfect name or, you know, anything super unique. But what is a big deal, like I said, if you can trademark the name, that's massive to you. Like the guy I had a guy in our in our Facebook group, he was he started selling in September of 2016 and he just sold his business in July here. So less than two years. And he was talking about it with me and that uh, he sold it for a nice, nice profit. He really knows how to you know run his business well. He's very smart with the expenses, everything. But he, when he sold it, because he, one of them was trademarked, the brand, that was wor- that was an asset because, you know, the person buying it from him was like, all right, this is great. It's already trademarked. You know, um, you're good to go because that legwork up front really, uh, you know, really helps to get you going. Uh, but, you know, I guess the original question is, you know, so one, I would take a look at that and see if it was this product that you sell, like, okay, if it was whatever it is, say, okay, yeah, this is cool. I could see myself building a little brand around, you know, if it was, you know, if it was wine accessories, I'll just pick something else too. You're like, all right, we're going to do this one product and wine accessories. But, you know, with that, I could then maybe do a second or a third related product. And then I'm going to go like to Instagram or Facebook or, you know, my, my community and go, yeah, we've got, you know, we've run a small wine accessory business and, you know, here it is. And this is what it is. So then it's like, then, you know, maybe you, you sell off, you might sell it off of Amazon or whatever else. But the point is that you kind of stay within that realm for that brand. And that realm could be big, right? You don't need, uh, I mean, you don't need a lot of brands and everything, but that's how I'd like to think about it that, okay, yeah, I could see that, you know, that, that realistically, um, doing that. If you're like, no, I just want to sell this one product and we're going to go sell something completely different and something different. Um, there are people that do that. I just think it's very, like very transactional. It's, it's, hard to sustain that because you're not really established because over time, like you'll have, you know, people that buy your product that like it, that will come back and they'll say, Oh yeah, we're going to buy, you know, I'm going to buy something from this, from this group of products, from this brand again. Um, and keep in mind nowadays on Amazon, there's all these additional features. Like they have, they give people that are brand owners the ability to, to advertise their brand and list all their different products where those that aren't, you know, are not able to do that. So, um, but yeah, so that, I mean, that's kind of the, the, these are early stages. Like we put a lot of emphasis on the product selection and, you know, getting that part right, because that makes everything else easier. If you get the wrong, you know, if you make a poor product selection, all the marketing stuff, everything else is so much harder. If you get the first part right, you know, all the listing, uh, even sourcing the product, which, you know, we didn't go into that so much, but uh, all that stuff becomes so much easier if you pick the, the, the right product to begin with. Yeah, and just and I want to make I do actually want to make sure we ask about sourcing. I was looking at the time to make sure we yeah because that, that is something I feel like a lot of people also they think it's so um, 
something they haven't done before so they get so hung up on that it's so like they just think how will i ever do that so like once you get through all these steps and you actually say okay i got it here's the product i want to do this what do you actually do to source the product like how do you how do you physically get the products from these manufacturers if you don't have connections over there you haven't been you know you haven't been to any trade shows um with chinese factories or overseas factories let's say yeah absolutely now i mean the beautiful thing in 2018 is like and we find this not just with e-commerce, with everything. Like everything is so much easier than yeah. it used to be, right? So nowadays, when you get into it, like once you get the initial knowledge, you go, "Oh wow, there's you know." And as we said earlier, there's nothing you know, extremely difficult, but you just have to have the right get pointed in the right direction. But yeah, so Ali Alibaba, a lot of people I'm sure have heard of Alibaba, and some people might wonder, like, what the heck does Alibaba actually do? But Alibaba.com is is you know what Amazon is to consumers buying Alibaba is a B2B place that matches uh, people that want to buy things in large quantities to then resell um, from all over the world. But it's predominant, you know, dominated by people, uh, by manufacturers in China. So if you go to Alibaba.com, you can literally filter down by, you know, type in any product you want, filter through. You can look at their, uh, there's called, called gold suppliers. So they go through pretty rigorous vetting to get, um, certain tiers, so it's actually really safe and everything there. But anyway, that's that's where you start. Um, you'll you'll send them a note to like, hey, I'm interested. You know, I'm an e-commerce seller. Uh, we don't really say, hey, just sell on Amazon. We're like, hey, we're e in the e-commerce business, and they'll get back to you with an initial price. They list all the prices on there, but those are just a range. Don't take those into account. And then, yeah, you'll connect with them. A lot of them we use in China. If uh, there's an app called WeChat, which is massive. But, you know, they run most of the economy through WeChat. They pay their bills. They order their, their taxis, everything through WeChat. But if you get WeChat, you can easily communicate with the manufacturers there. So, you know, we'll do that, you know, all the time. And, uh, yeah, they have, they have people that speak English. You know, usually have an account rep that speaks English because, you know, they know they need to. And, you know, they're really good, you know, for the most part, really good to deal with. They're going to try to develop a good relationship because they want to have – they don't want to do business with you one time. They want to do business with you multiple times and get, you know, as you grow, you know, that helps them grow their business. Um, but that, you know, kind of in short, that's, that's what it is. You gotta, you gotta find what you do too is from each of them, I guess the other important step is you can order a sample. So, you know, the product you'll get an order, a, Hey, I want to get a sample of this and you get over there. You can also order the, a, you know, basically your competitor's product and mash the two up and see, all right, what's the quality here. Uh, sometimes on, on a photo, it looks pretty good. Like this, oh, this looks great. And then you get the sample. You're like, this thing's cheap, you know? So, you know, just don't take anything for granted. Make sure you get, you know, your hands on the product. And once you get it, you'll just get like, all right, this looks good. Or you can say, hey, you can go back to them. Can you modify this? Can we do this? And they'll work with you to um, get underway. So that's, you know, in short, that's that's kind of the the initial steps to, to uh, sourcing the product as well. Okay. Yeah. I think people are always surprised on how much work goes into all that upfront you know, that from finding the products to actually figure out what you want to sell to sourcing them, like the percentage of the work that will be upfront is usually like way under assumed. Um, I think a lot of people are trying to like rush through that process and say, okay, once we get the products on Amazon, then we're doing this. But they don't realize like in those steps you just said, that's where, I don't know what percentage of the work you would say, but it's almost like the majority of the work is in those, those steps. And then everything else, like you said, if you do that easy, it just, the other stuff, you know, it's still work, but you'll figure it out. But like, if you do exactly. those things, that's like, that's, you're setting yourself up for 
success, I guess. <laughs> totally, totally. Yep, exactly. So, I mean, some of the other stuff is just, you know, it's like a lot of, it's like stuff, it's logistics or it's not even, it's just tasks that, you know, I mean, really the other one is just the ranking the product is really important on Amazon because there's so much, you know, Amazon is all keyword driven, you know, so if you want to find a product, you're going to type in the search bar, what your product is. So, you know, kind of on the, the latter end, there's a bunch of techniques we do that to make sure your product gets, you know, the best shot of being shown on page one for each, each and every keyword for a product. And, you know, how you search for a term could be different than how I search for a certain product. Um, there's all these variations. So you have all these opportunities to be ranked on, on page one for a given product. But, uh, but yeah, that place is, is processing. Once you get the stuff in, then it could be like, you're just maintaining it and making sure the inventory comes back in. And, uh, like you said, majority of that work is up front. Uh, when you get it to it and you've got, you know, profitability coming in, then it's tweaking or you maybe upgrade the photos or, you know, you're looking at different things to make it better. But, you know, there's so much of it just happening. You just look at your phone and you're like, all right, we got this many sales per day. Um, that's kind of the passive, you know, the passive income part is part of that. But the reality is, yeah, there's a lot of, you know, stuff you need to actually keep an eye and run your business. Yep. I like that. All right. Last question. And I, I didn't prepare you for this, but I think it's a good question. If the, one, one book recommendation that you'd say have, has kind of influenced you in this or your success or kind of set you on this path, what would you say? Yeah. Yeah. I like, um, I like Russell Brunson's books, I think are good from, um, from click funnels. We, we follow that a little bit. His, uh, I gotta get his, uh, he's got two books out the, um, I just want to get the the ones out here. Yeah, he's a few. He's a few, and they've been over. There's some that are actually pretty old now. When you look back at some of the dates, and you realize, like, wow, it's that. It's that's. Uh, he has some recent ones, but also some older ones, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like just for you know for us because you know, and I'll tell you tell you why. Uh, um, the quick uh, one there is because it's funny. I'll. I'll I'll pull his up, you know, and I'll tell us, and I'll tell you a little bit more too how we we follow things, which is actually in this topic. You know, the, the primary thing I actually do is um, is I do I like to listen to a, a ton of podcasts too. So that's that's one we do. You're just modern day learning. I probably do a little bit more on that side, but on um, that was the uh, yeah the original one he had was the dot uh, com secrets is the one yep. from a couple years back. And, uh, you that was interesting because that kind of ties in a lot to us for the, um, in 2018, our business, you know, a lot's on Amazon, but a lot of it has to do with social media in terms of using influencer marketing and other people to kind of promote your products and everything else. So for us, we kind of, I say not reinvented ourselves to the core, but we still have to like keep up with the latest things. So I know Russell Brunson, you know, that those books really helped us, but also kind of dial us into his community, which connected with us with other entrepreneurs and see how they're doing things with other products. And sometimes it's e-commerce related or sometimes e-commerce, but it's not on Amazon. And we're, we're looking at that. So yeah, I would say, uh, Russell Brunson's, his, his books, you know, definitely were, uh, and, and they're pretty straightforward, you know, in terms of, you know, how you go about it, but that's, that's the biggest one. But the reality is, you know, the way I would say I spend more of my time learning right now is, is my podcasts, you know, I get, you know, which oh, yeah. we're doing right here, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> on the phone, I, I, at the gym, I'll do, or on the airplane, I just hit a few and I'll just listen away and, and take notes. What would you recommend now? Yeah. So yeah, there, I would say, uh, there's social media, uh, social media marketing is, it used to be called social media marketing like world, but now it's called social media marketing is, uh, is a really good one because he has different guests on all the time about, 
You know, it could be about your LinkedIn profile and how to really leverage that LinkedIn in 2018 compared to, you know, back in when you originally used it or how to use live streaming, how to do, you know, it's all these things that are just a wide range, you know, maybe Facebook ads and video and doing, uh, there's just a wide range of things that go on. And this applies to, uh, you know, e-commerce or really any business out there that, um, you know, I enjoy just listening, you know, not every episode I'll just scroll through and like, oh, this looks interesting topic. And then I'll, I'll get little notes section out of my phone and I'll take, you know, as I hear a couple pieces that are really important or a website or something, I'll, I'll make sure I, I mark it down. Awesome. All right. I will yep. definitely link to those that, uh, yeah, I feel like podcasts like we're doing right now, this is kind of the new learning on, you can talk to someone that's directly like actually doing it and hear their thoughts, their process. And it's not stuff that, you know, somebody wrote five years ago in a book and it might be outdated now. It's actually like you're mentioning, you know, WeChat and that's something that's used today. That's a 2018 thing that's happening right now today that you're probably going to use like this week. Um, so it's <laughs> not, so you're not going to, yeah, every day, right? Well, you're not getting information that, oh, okay. Yeah. You should go use, um, what's like AOL and some messenger to talk and realize like, <laughs> oh, that's not even, that doesn't exist anymore. So you're actually hearing stuff like that people are doing now and not stuff that used to work, um, which I think is like super powerful. So thank you for that. Yeah, totally, Charles. Yeah, it's great. Yep. Yeah, it's been great talking to you. So definitely um, I'll add, you sent over some links for the show notes. I'll definitely make sure to add those. So I definitely uh, appreciate you coming on. I think this is super helpful. Yeah, absolutely, Charles. It's been uh, great. Enjoyed the, enjoy the conversation. Thank you.